Hello and welcome to Biblical Breadcrumbs. In this episode, we'll be in uh, 1 Thessalonians 3, verses 1 through 5, and we'll spend our time there in this first paragraph here. Five verses, but they're pretty important, and we see a lot of good stuff in here. Um, as we ended off 1 Thessalonians 2 last time, we looked at verses 17 through 20, and this idea that Paul really wanted to go back to Thessalonica. He really wanted to return to them. He saw that there were difficulties. He saw that Satan was getting in his way. He wanted to go back, but he couldn't. Something, Satan prohibited him from doing so. And so, what's the answer? And how's Paul going to deal with that? Now, keep in mind, keep in mind, Paul is writing 1 Thessalonians from a ways after all of this is happening. Paul is writing 1 Thessalonians to Thessalonica as a celebration of how well they're doing and an encouragement to excel still more. He's writing to them so that they would keep doing what they're doing. Right now, he's rehearsing their history and his history with them, specifically because even though they saw some of it, they didn't see all of it. They didn't see the part after he left. They didn't see how worried he was. They didn't see how much he cared uh, about them while he was gone. They didn't see how much he tried to work for them even while he was present or absent in the body. They didn't see those things. Paul is working to clarify them so that Thessalonica does see these things. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians 3 and verses 1 through 5. See some of what Paul went through, but then as well, take some inspiration from the church in Thessalonica and also Timothy and also Paul, and also God. A bunch of different jobs that we're supposed to do. And these these four players help us to see the jobs we're supposed to do. First Thessalonians 3, let's start reading in verse 1. Therefore, when we could no longer stand it, we thought it was better to be left alone in Athens, and we sent Timothy, our brother and God's co-worker in the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you concerning your faith, so that no one will be shaken by these afflictions. For you yourselves know that we are appointed to this. In fact, when we were with you, we told you in advance that we are going to experience affliction, and as you know, it happened. For this reason, when I could no longer stand it, I also sent him, Timothy, to find out about your faith fearing that the tempter had tempted you and that our labor might be for nothing. But it wasn't. That's the, uh, that's the gist of verse 6. But it wasn't. It wasn't wasted. Because Thessalonica is doing very well. End of chapter 2, Paul wants to return, but he can't return. Satan's getting in his way. And so he opens chapter 3, and he says, What was I thinking back then? What was I feeling? What was going through my mind? Well, I was worried for you people. In verse 1, when we could no longer stand it, we thought it was better to be left alone in Athens, and so we sent Timothy to go back to strengthen and encourage you. You see that again in verse 5, when we could no longer stand it, or when I could no longer stand it this time, he personalizes it even more, I sent Timothy to find out about your faith, to see if you were still being faithful. Paul can't go and help Thessalonica for whatever reason, whatever's getting in his way, Paul can't go and help, but he can send a helper, he can send Timothy, a young man who, by the way, Paul visited Thessalonica for the first time in Acts 17. He writes Thessalonians 
theoretically, he writes First Thessalonians from Corinth, which is uh, which is Acts 18. He picked up Timothy in Acts 16. Timothy hasn't had all that long to work with Paul. He hasn't had all that much experience. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how long it's taken, but he hasn't been 10 years in the faith, and he hasn't had uh, 20,000 Bible studies. He, he hasn't had the depth of experience that Paul has. He hasn't had the depth of training that, that Peter and the rest of the apostles would know. He hasn't had these things, and yet he is mature enough, and Paul trusts him enough to send him off to go and help these other people to go and help Thessalonica and be a support for them. That's an impressive guy in Timothy, right? That's an impressive character he has for Paul to trust him so much. And that's impressive for Paul to be willing to sacrifice Timothy being with him, to be willing to sacrifice having a co-worker in Athens just so that Thessalonica can be encouraged. But really, isn't that what Paul is about? Isn't that the entirety of Paul's purpose? Is to sacrifice himself so that others can be benefited? Is to sacrifice himself to encourage other people? That's what Paul's done the whole time, is going out and building faith and encouraging churches. In Acts 13 and 14, he goes out on his first missionary journey. He establishes so many places. He goes and encourages them. And then what does he do in the end of Acts 14? He returns to all of the churches and encourages them and strengthens them. And then he goes back home. And now they have to live in those cities. And they have to live without Paul. And they have to work without Paul. But he's been there, and he's strengthened them, and he's established them in the faith to such an extent that they can work for themselves. And yes, he'll be back, and yes, he'll visit again, and yes, he'll encourage more. But right now, he moves on, and he lets them exist in the strength that he leaves. Isn't that Paul's purpose? Well, that's what Timothy's sent to do as well. Look at the end of verse 2. Uh, well, all of verse 2, actually. We sent Timothy, our brother, and God's co-worker in the gospel of Christ to strengthen you and encourage you concerning your faith. Why? So that no one will be shaken by the afflictions, by these afflictions. Pardon me. Paul goes to encourage all of the churches. Paul goes to encourage Thessalonica. He sends Timothy now to strengthen and encourage Thessalonica. What's the point? What's the point of encouragement? What's the point? Why does the Hebrews writer tell us to go ahead, assemble with each other, encourage each other while you can, <laughs> don't forsake the assembly, rather get together and encourage people and drive them to be more faithful? What's the point of encouragement? It solidifies our faith. The point of strengthening and encouraging another Christian is not so that they'll feel good about themselves or so that they'll be impressed with themselves or be thankful to you because you are so great. The point of this encouragement is to solidify their faith so that when bad things happen and difficult times come, they stay faithful to God instead of falling away. That's the point of encouragement. That's the point of Paul's work. That's the point of Timothy's work. That's what God wants is for us to encourage others so that when we find difficulty in our faith or when they run into problems, 
they can take heart in who God is, in what God has done, and how much strength he brings so that they stay faithful instead of leaving. That's what God wants. And it's important for us to understand then that these problems will come up, right? In verse 3, the point is for encouragement is that you won't be shaken in any of these afflictions. Verse 4, we told you we were going to experience afflictions, and you bore witness to it, that we did, in fact, experience affliction. Therefore, be strong anyway, right? Isn't that what he's saying? Be strong regardless. Afflictions are coming. Trials are coming. Problems are coming. And as we discussed a couple of weeks ago, yeah, they can be a really good thing and a really beneficial thing and a really strengthening and maturing process. It's true. Trials can be very, very effectual, if not enjoyable. Part of the 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 overarching strategy of Christianity is people running into problems that they can't fix and people being persecuted beyond what they can bear and people being afflicted so much that they don't know if they're going to get through it. Why is that? It's so that those people would turn around and give themselves to God because God will work everything out. You will not be tempted beyond what you are able, 1 Corinthians 10, but God will help you escape out of it. In other words, you will be tempted and even pushed beyond the point of you succeeding, but God will bring you through if you rely on him. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. That's what that's about. Christianity is not about affliction-free living. Christianity is about living through affliction with God's help so that you succeed in the end. That's the point. That's what God's going for. And so part of this is experienced when you are encouraged to stay faithful. Part of this is experienced when you read God's word, and that encourages you to stay faithful. Part of the, the encouragement process is seen when you watch other people go through the same problems— or when you watch people go through the problems before you do, and you get a picture of what it might look like, and you get an idea of what's coming, and you're able to prepare for it. That's what Paul did in verse 4. He said, there are going to be problems. There were problems. He got run out of the city. He's not able to come back for whatever reason. There were problems. And yet he didn't lose faith. And that inspires the Thessalonians to not lose faith either. Because they see Paul's example, and they see everything he's done, and they say, well, I want a part of that. Because that looks like it's very, very valuable. Paul's experiences encouraged them to go and work. Paul's afflictions encouraged them to live through the afflictions. Paul's faith building encouraged them to go and build faith in themselves and in other people. Paul's love towards them inspired them to go show love towards other people. Paul's encouragement inspired them to encourage each other and all stay faithful to the Lord together. Thessalonica is learning this through watching Paul 
and everything that he's done. What a role model. And maybe we should take note of some things that he's done. We'll do that in just a minute. But first, look at verse 5. You see Paul's heart here. You see how much he cares. And this, this itself is going to inspire Thessalonica to care even more and to love even more and to be even more open and giving and, and willing and sacrificial. You see Paul's heart here. Even though I could have kept Timothy, I sent him ahead. I, I sent him back to Thessalonica and I was here alone because I just wanted to know that you guys were okay. That's going to inspire something in Thessalonica. And why was Paul so worried? It's in verse 5. I sent him to find out about your faith, fearing that the tempter might have tempted you and that our labor might be for nothing. Why was Paul so worried? Because Satan was getting in his way and stopping him from going back. Surely Satan was, was getting at them. Surely Satan was getting in their way and hindering them and pushing them aside and bringing them off the path. Surely Satan was getting in the way and destroying them. Because Satan's really active. <laughs> He's everywhere, all around us. He's trying to do his work and accomplish his will in the world and... In large measure, he is succeeding because humans have given up and have given themselves over to him. Firstly, don't do that. That's foolishness. So what's the counter? How do we counter that? How do we block Satan from doing that? Well, note what Paul's ministry is about, establishing faith in individuals and strengthening it so that they stay faithful to God. Well, Satan's the opposite of that, isn't he? Undermining faith, in individuals so that you don't believe, or weakening the faith that is there so that you don't stay as close to God as you should. That's what Satan's about. Don't play his game. Don't be like him. Don't buy into that lie. Buy into the truth of God, because that's going to work out a whole lot better for you. Just practically, <laughs> it's going to be a lot better here and now and also far in the future, whenever eternity comes, faith in God is going to pay off. And uh, dealing with Satan is not going to pay what you want it to. And there's going to be a whole lot of nastiness to go with that. Don't join him, but join up with God. What do we learn then? Thessalonica, Timothy, Paul and God. What do we learn from these four groups or individuals or beings, as we might say? Well, several things. Firstly, with Thessalonica, you see that encouragement is necessary to stand through trials. Encouragement is necessary for you to be able to draw strength from other people to stay constant when the difficulties arise. If you want to be faithful, Encouragement is key, and you have to get the proper diet of it into you so that you're able to stay faithful to God when the difficulties do arise. You need a strength that's built by years and years of working, by, by a lot of time spent with God, in God's word, with God's people, and gathering encouragement and strength from them and their support to support you. Thessalonica teaches us about the, the benefits of receiving encouragement. Timothy shows us that we should be the ones giving 
the encouragement. It's not enough to just receive. You have to give as well. It's not enough to just intake all of this encouragement from everybody else. No, you have to turn that around and then use that to strengthen other people, to encourage other people. It's not any good if you get the benefits, but then don't go and benefit anyone else. If you get a lot of knowledge and never share it, what good was the knowledge? If you get a lot of skill and then don't do something with it, what good is the skill? If you get these blessings from God, this strength and endurance from God, but then you don't show anyone else the way to it, what good was it in the end? The point is not to intake and intake. The point is to take in so that you can give back. Thessalonica shows us how important encouragement is on the intake. (laughs) Timothy shows us how important encouragement is for us to be giving it to other people. And Paul, take it the next step. Paul is all about encouragement, building people up. That's the heart of Paul's character. I'm dropping my Bible over here. Uh, That's the heart of Paul's character, is to build up this encouragement in people. But take it one step further, Paul was the one who had to go out and start building faith in individuals to begin with. Paul was all about encouragement, but before you have encouragement, you have to have a foundation to be encouraged upon. And Paul was all about going and doing that, to build that foundation, to give people a reason to believe, to show people the basis of faith, and then on that basis we can encourage, and on that basis we can strengthen, and on that basis we can build up. That's the next step. You start with Thessalonica with intaking encouragement to be strong in trial. The second step is we become like Timothy, not just taking in the encouragement for ourselves, but being willing to give it back and to give it out and to push it and go and encourage people to go and build them up and strengthen them as they are already established in the faith. The third step is is to take that faith and take it not just to the people that know and have a basis already, but to go take that faith to go and build a basis for people who don't know and then encourage them to stay true to that basis. And all of this is wrapped up in God's purpose. Not only do we work at building people, not not only do we intake information and, and intake strength, Not only do we help encourage other people and help them stay solid, not only do we help establish some people's faiths and then build up on that and keep them solid, but also we emulate God in that we encourage everyone to look forward to heaven, to build them up towards heaven, to build them up towards seeing God and being with him keeping the promise of God forefront of our minds and working towards him in all of our thoughts and words and actions towards other people. We can learn so much from all of these different characters and it all comes down to encouragement, to building each other up, to more and more faithfulness that gets manifested by going out to other people and building them up to more and more encouragement. All for God, all aiming towards him, and hopefully we're all working in that direction. Thanks for listening. I hope you benefited from that, from some of those thoughts from 1 Thessalonians 3. There's a lot in there, and yes, it might not all come directly from the text, 
but it's all built on the basis of the text, and it all comes right out of those ideas and the ideas that flow along with them. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you benefited something from it, and there's a lot to listen to. Um, there's, well, some amount to listen to, and hopefully a lot there for, for you to think about and to contemplate and to actually benefit from. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you benefited. God bless. And I'll see you on the next episode of Biblical Breadcrumbs.